counting it down. You ready? Well, we don't really need to count down. We can just start any time, I think. Um, so I can just say, um, welcome to season three of Puppet Hunt. With uh, Matt and Lane. I feel both shamefaced and and lost right now. Okay. So to the to the listeners, I just want to let you know we, we're skyping in. I'm I'm in self-imposed uh, quarantine uh, with the uh, uh, with the virus and all that stuff. So yes, um, Matt and I discussed this before the call. I I really really want to have evergreen episodes, but he's insistent that we have to address the coronavirus situation of 2020 here and. I I don't see any way around it. He's he's so adamant. I'm right here. And you know there is an evergreen scented Lysol for everyone out there in case you're wondering evergreen scented. You might want to check that. Um uh so I just want to update everybody cuz I haven't uh, I I'm over my pneumonia. So that's good for me. Um but I do have a bit of a cold so I'm in a uh, as I said self-imposed I want to say exile, but that's not right. It's quarantine. Right. You've diagnosed yourself as having the coronavirus without seeing well, any medical from, professionals. Yeah, I don't like to see professionals. I, I think I can self-diagnose. And I could be wrong. I'm giving myself a maybe 50-50. But you never can be too safe. I think it's best to just stay away. Um, and you've everyone. taken some other, what I'm going to call drastic measures um, regarding the, the puppet hunt materials. I suppose you should probably lay that out as well for the listeners. Well, uh, yeah, I transferred all my my storage uh, items. I've cleared out my storage lots. So and I brought it all back into the garage. I wiped everything down with anti-disinfectant. No, just disinfectant. Mm, I better check. But it's disinfected and uh, I've wiped everything down and I'm in the process of organizing it. So that's good news. I've got all the puppet hunt materials back home again right i i've seen the photos that your wife posted on social media and it looks like it's all in your living room as well as your garage and it's pretty much every about, yeah. every room of the house is there's like little walkways that you can get from room to room but then that's about it yeah. which would explain why we don't have the left-handed quiz part five to share as the opening episode of season three which is what we agreed on yeah and now i'm getting a little mad so i need to just mm. I'm just going to breathe a little bit. Go ahead. You can take over the narrative from here. So I I, I found uh, Left-Handed Quist Part 4 and Part 3. Um, but I haven't Which we've found already part- put out yeah, onto the podcast. Out. Yes. But that's good that I found it. And some of the newer stuff I've got there somewhere. I packed it away. The, the newer stuff that we found recently. Refound. Re-excavated. Uh, and I've got that all ready to go. Uh, so we've got lots of uh, Pup and Hunt recordings uh, that we unearthed, uh, I unearthed in the move. So we got lots of material coming up. So it's exciting for season three, I think. Um, sorry, you're not that excited, but you know. Well, everyone uh, you've mentioned so far that you've rediscovered are ones we've already put out on the podcast. So I'm just not that enthusiastic about yeah, the fact I should that go we've... back and look at the list. Right. Um, you did find one. I I, I, I want us to find the shining uh, silver lining here mm-hmm. in our our catastrophe. I'm gonna yeah, call it's it. Coming up, we're gonna record it, ready to play it today. Yes, it's called Close Shave, and it's just right. part one of one, right? It's yeah, it's, it's not even part one. So it's just Close Shave. So like you wouldn't say um, 
Star Wars Episode One if there was no other episodes. It'd just be Star Wars. So this is this is just a one-parter, but you don't call it a one-parter. It's just an episode. Um, I have other news too before we get to the episode, which is exciting enough. Um, and uh, excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me. I guess I'm glad we're skyping now. Yeah, I want to. I'm not allowing any visitors to the home. To I suit. almost feel like it. It is contagious over the internet. Well, that may be. But you'll notice I'm wearing that plastic. I made my own biohazard suit. Did you notice that in the pictures that I sent? The visqueen plastic and uh, with some uh, strapping tape that I found in the garage. It's very and hard you- to breathe, but uh, definitely secure in my knowledge that I'm not transferring a virus to anyone. Help me understand when you wear it again. I wear it when I'm walking to and from the garage. I so see. There's a, there's a disinfectant station in both areas. I have one in the garage. It's really just my shop back. I blow myself off. And then when I come back in the house, I uh, rub myself down with uh, 70% isopropyl alcohol, which is starting to chafe. I'm getting a little redness. It sounds like this is a an event you've been preparing for, maybe psychologically. Mm, well, the the social isolation part is not a problem for me. I'll put it that way. Um, I do I do have news that you might be interested in. I've been in talks with a uh, a person of interest to Pup and Hunt listeners. He's the grandson, believe it or not, of Leroy Schoon. Now you may be asking yourself who Leroy Schoon is. Are you asking yourself that? Well, Leroy Schoon uh, actually played the part of Rock Handy in 12 episodes of Puppet Hunt. Oh, uh, my. From, yeah, from 1948. F- this is research. I did some research. I've had plenty of time after I moved all that stuff, and now I'm in isolation. Believe me, I've got nothing but time. I did a little research. But from June 1948 to December in 12 episodes from my research, that's what I came up with. I'm almost speechless. Like the room is getting a little spinny right now. You may have a, you should take your temperature. But it's uh, Chad, Chad Schoon, who uh, works. I won't say where he works. I don't want to give away his location, get him swamped by uh, attention seekers and autograph hounds. But uh, the grandson of Leroy Schoon, he may have some interesting stories. Uh, I found out also in my research that uh, Leroy was. Fired from his job for, according to this uh, note that I found, drunkenness. Have you gotten a, an agreement from him to be interviewed for our podcast? I've got a verbal okay. Now that we've mastered this Skype technology, as you can tell. May I recommend that you edit out the part about the drunkenness if he's going to participate? Has he heard any of the podcast yet? Well, well, Chad wasn't the drunken. That was his great-grandfather. Oh, I see. Well, it's yeah, still kind no. of like it's spoken slander. to slander. I'm slander. not sure. Uh, but, I, you know, Chad doesn't really care that much. But he should have some interesting stories if we can just secure him about his dad's uh, grandfather's Yeah, that's, that's quite a the, scoop. I, I don't think anybody else would be able to... I, I commend you on your research. Maybe this isolation is a good thing for the podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm um, hopped up on uh, cough medicine right now, so I'm pretty wired up. Now, uh, you know, uh, usually we do, sometimes we do email. You were doing it last uh, episode, so I took it on to scour the uh, many 
messages from the message board and the emails that came in. So I have a few emails to go over, uh, unless mm. you have any other points of order. No, I was in such a, a dark place. I I shut down in, in several ways. Mm. Uh, the listeners don't need to know about this, but but please go on. That's ironic. It's usually very brightly lit when I come over there with all those lamps. So I'm sorry that it was dark. Oh, it uh, is now. It is now. So I can kind of like crawl out of the hole I've been in. Okay. Uh, well, let me, let me, I'll just start with um, a couple of emails here. Uh, so here's one from, uh, it's from bigred22 at yahoo.com. Mm. Uh, and it's season two question mark BS. So it says, Dear Sirs and or Madam, what is going on with the left-handed quist? I need, and that's in bold, to know who the bank robber is. I'm trapped on a cruise ship. Please air the conclusion. And it's signed, Bud. Fascinating. So this pandemic, again, it's not an evergreen episode. This pandemic is maybe beneficial to the podcast there's a lot of people who are seeking us out in their isolation could be shut-ins um people like that people that can't get out you've got to have desperate for anything for entertainment so this is a, a boon for us well big big red i wish uh i had the uh <clears throat> the trove at my fingertips because i would have gone through it a long time ago i know it shouldn't be this shouldn't be a, a platform for me to make a personal attack on Matt, but I feel like it's already begun. I just wish that's my answer is I wish I had access to the materials. Mm. I don't know. I don't know who the left-handed quist is. I haven't heard part five. If it ever resurfaces, we'll share it with you. Well, there you go. Big red. There's a, uh, there's an answer for you. So now our next email is from, uh, I won't say the name, but it's from Aleball15 at gmail.com. Aleball? Like uh, like the drinking kind of ale or ale well, like two B's. So it could be a like ball. A ball of ale. Uh, trying to picture anyway, that. Lo- uh, love the show. That's an exclamation yeah, point. Great. So get those okay. wow. It makes yeah. work go by faster. Just a tidbit. Matt, OMG, are you kidding me? Pay for at least, and this is all caps, pay for at least a little bit of Lane's medical. Wow. Sensitive. Super insensitive. Lane went as far as to not go through insurance for you. There's a lot of uh, all caps in here, so it's hard to read it. It was not, it was on your property. I can talk about that. And under your supervision. I feel as though Lane is more invested into this than Matt. A rant over. I believe the culprit from the five-parter is a woman. Still combing, though. That makes you think. The culprit is a woman. Well, I think the mother character from the, if I remember right, she's sort of looking from the window really creepily. Yeah. In a wheelchair or something. Is that right? Or am I just conflating? I don't think there's a wheelchair in the picture, but we might find out that there is one. And then, mm-hmm. so maybe she's pulling the strings, right? She's the one who's ah. like sending. I, again, I think it's uh, Al Risotto's brother. I think he is the one who would be throwing his voice that we've not heard. So you're saying that he's he's that's a woman uh, dressed up as a man. The brother character? Yeah. 
everybody's a suspect until proven innocent. You think Rock Handy could be the left-handed quiz? I mean, they've kind of hinted at that at the beginning. This would I be like the, guilt. Yeah, that would be strange if the main characters turned out. They'd have to sort of retcon the whole thing after that. Well, let's just let's just play it out. Let's say imagine that Rock Handy is the one who is getting back at Chief Blonson Williams for the the holidays only policy, underscoring the dangers of not having enough puppeted officers on the force. So he's he's shooting at himself from another car. Oh, I forgot about that scene. Wow, you've been paying attention. I'm I am impressed. Yeah. Buddy Bozeman's still on my list. I'm waiting for him to commit a crime. He doesn't have a solid alibi, right? He's still there, usually right after the bank robberies explaining what happened right convenient do you think that kid is small enough to be perceived as a puppet right or, still... well he could be the puppet or he could be the person holding the puppet maybe he's on stilts uh and an even smaller person is impersonating i don't know i haven't figured this out but it seems more yeah. likely that it would be the mom buddy bozeman's mom no, he's an orphan. Okay. Uh, well, okay. I, let me just finish this email. There's sure. a, out at the bottom, it also says, love the animation of all characters. Please, more of that sent from my iPhone. This is the same email as we heard before? Yes. They've obviously been on the website and seen some of your drawings. That's impressive, right? Mm-hmm. If only yet such a super fan had access to a Patreon account where they could actually support the show by buying some of the comic books that you've made. You've made multiple copies of them, but mm-hmm. I'm checking right now as we're talking, and I'm clicking the button, and nothing's happening for Patreon. Yeah. So the third email I have uh, is from uh, Whole Enchilada, and it's spelled H-O-L-E. Whole enchilada at wholeenchilada.net. Enchilada? Like with an A? Enchilada? Yeah. Enchilada. Like Aunt Chilada. Not somebody's uncle, their aunt. Mm hmm. Okay. Right. But then it's at whole enchilada, which is again H O L E, but it's spelled enchilada like the uh, Mexican food. The internet is a curious place. It is. Getting curiouser and curiouser. And so the subject is faking it. That's what it says. Faking it. Oh, okay. So boys, it's it says boys. Uh, it's clear that Lane is faking an injury to get workman's comp claim. Want to know what? how? Well, this, let me just finish this. Want to I know? I don't want how, you to read the rest of that. I'm sorry. No, I'm just I, not going to listen is, to the rest of that. This is important. Want to know how I know? Question mark. It's because of his soft peas. And P's is in quote. He uses soft P when he says puppet. Test him, you will see. So I I thought that was very interesting, very specific. Do you know anyone who would go by the name of Whole Enchilada? Instead of pointing the finger at me, they say if you're pointing one finger at, at somebody, then three fingers are pointing at you. Whole Enchilada needs to realize that three fingers are being pointed at him. You hear that, Whole Enchilada? We're not that, buying it. Is, yeah, it sounds like a restaurant. If I had to guess, whole enchilada, like maybe so enchiladas uh, combined with a donut. So the other email was somebody who listens at work. You think people in like a kitchen environment listen as they're washing dishes? They listen to the podcast. It makes sense to me. That's what I would do if I had to uh, be drudging away cooking a enchilada all day. I would need something, anything. 
I'd be desperate like for entertainment. Hard, hard to follow a, a detective story if people are calling in orders all the time. I mean, from what mm. little I know of restaurant work, it seems like you get interrupted a lot. Get the characters mixed up. and I'm yeah. getting a little – There's, I have a diffuser now that goes along with the – it's the same company that put out the salt lamps. That's good. Yeah, and I'm using – it's a mix of rosemary and frankincense. It's getting my eyes are a little bit – it's not that they're stinging. It's more like they're numb. You might want to crack a window. All right. Well, have you previewed the episode we're about to listen to? Do you, can you give us a little? Uh, I haven't outline? listened to it. I know that it, it seems like it's all there um, in good working order. It doesn't. So I put it up on the thing and we'll, we'll listen to it and then we can uh, give a nice reaction to our listeners. Okay. So, and it's called Close Shave. Close Shave. Uh, yeah. So uh, here it is for your listening pleasure. Close shave. Ladies and gentlemen, season three. File of facts 49H. The case of the close shave. Entry number one. Rock handy speaking. It all started out like any other day. Same old, same old. First stop the bivalve for a plate of eggs, brats, and a coffee. After that, I make my way to Crelm's Barbershop for a top-notch shave and a hot towel all before 7 a.m. I figure I'll get to the office early and maybe go over some unsolved cases before my partner arrives when I notice the door is already unlocked. This could mean trouble. I steal myself before I burst through the door. This is Puppet Hunt. Decided to come in early. Hope you don't mind. I know how you like your quiet time. Uh-huh. Ha, wow. Can you believe that rain last night? It was really coming down in buckets. Buckets, yeah. Thought I'd type up these notes from the Havisham case, unless you have something more important for us to work on. Nah, that's fine. Havisham. Pretty unusual caper, even for us. <laughs> what with Mr. Havisham being sold counterfeit dummy wax, I... Yeah, yeah. I did not know there even was such a thing. <laughs> so intriguing. And then of all things, he gets hit on the head by a... Intriguing? Just another dime-a-dozen clip-joint flim-flam. Grifters are nothing special in this town. You seen one, you seen them all. You call that intriguing? I was only using... Used to be things were intriguing, sure. Why, a few years back you'd have at least two or three puppet-related crimes a week on this street alone. Real crimes at that. Smuggling, extortion, murder, if you were lucky. Well, I would hardly call murder lucky. Maybe not for you. I didn't become a PPI just so I could help some poor slob pick out the right puppet oil. Oh, wax, actually. But, uh, oh, gee, uh, 
Is there anything wrong, Rock? I mean, besides the, the cases being unintriguing? Well, if you must know, I do have a concern. A concern that affects all Americans. What is it, Rock? Waste fats. Waste fats? Now I am intrigued. You see, now that America has defeated the Axis powers, our great nation cannot afford to rest upon its laurels. We must stay ever vigil. Of course. Communism. That's right, pal. Do you remember why saving waste fats during the war was so important? Well, I remember housewives were encouraged to save waste fats. That's right. Waste fats that were then used in making explosives. But now America has the A-bomb. Do we still need to save waste fats? A-bombs are expensive to make, cumbersome, and not very convenient for every conflict. Huh. Well, I'll be. I didn't know that. Yes, the Reds would just love it if we started dumping all of our pork, beef, and chicken fats into the trash. Those crumbs. Why, saving waste fats is still our patriotic duty. And more important than ever, it sounds. Remember, Nix, and all housewives out there, keep saving your waste fats for explosives. Take them to your meat dealer. Today. Oh, uh, one question about Mr. Havisham's head injury, Rock. Uh, was he hit with a clavichord or a concertina? I suppose it's not that important of a detail, but either way, it, it's pretty unusual. Yes? Come in. Is this the office of Handy and Blatt's PPI? Well, Salmon. I'm sorry? No, oh, I, I used to be Blatt's, ma'am. Uh, oh, miss, I, I mean, not, not Blatt's. Salmon and I used to be single. I, I, I mean, I, I am single, but that's not what... Sorry that I... We're private puppet investigators, ma'am. No job is too big or too small as long as it's puppet-related. Oh, and intriguing. Rock Handy. Millicent Smothers. My little friend here is Dollar Bill. Charmed, I'm sure. The walking stick must be Salmon Blatz. What a name! No, uh, Blatz. Uh, that was my old partner, Jerry Blatz. Well, it's a long story. I never got around to repainting the door. This is my new partner, Nick Salmon. Ma'am and uh, sir. Uh, how can we help you? Yes, well, I... It's, it's a rather complicated situation. Please, just start at the beginning. Of course. My husband and I, we have a ventriloquist act together, you see. Both of you? Yes, I know it's unusual. We have an act together on stage. Myself, Bill, Stinky, and... And Eugene. It's all so terrible. My poor Eugene. Oh, there, there, Mrs. Smothers. Uh, well, please, tell us what happened. Her husband's got a problem. He plays the ponies. Oh, gambling. No, merry-go-rounds. Of course gambling. Was bad enough when he would lose ten bucks a week at the track. Yes, then it became worse. 
He's become involved in a numbers racket, and I'm afraid he's not very good at it either. When I discovered most of our savings gone, I confronted him, and he admitted it. He swore he would quit. Oh, and you believed him? I did, but it's a sickness. Two days ago, he went out, well, both of them went out to get haircuts. Then they were to meet his bookie to settle his last debt. I haven't seen them since. Ah, uh, playing the numbers. Do you have any idea where he was placing those bets? Maybe we should hire a detective. Know any? Why, hey! I'm not sure where he was placing the bets or with whom. A bookie, I presume. So you say Mr. Smothers and the dummy are both missing? Yes, they are. So this is puppet-related? Yes, yes, of course. You've got to help me, Mr. Handy. Money is no object. I care about my husband, Mr. Handy, despite his many foibles. Foibles? I thought his well, name no, was... No, Rock. It's, what she means is that... He please, please, gentlemen, I don't want to involve the police. I just have nowhere else to go. We'll look into it, Mrs. Smothers. Seventy-five bucks up front. It ain't much to go on, though. I'll give you a call if we find something. Thank you both. Here's my card, and here's your money. My husband is such a fool. But I don't know what I would do if I lost Eugene. Stay by the phone. Let's go, Salmon. Grab your hat. Oh, yes. Well, uh, n nice to meet you, ma'am. You don't eat much, do you? Thank you. you. Hey, that's not very nice. Thank you, Mr. Salmon. I didn't know where else to turn. Well, of course, it's, uh, I, I, uh, well, uh, don't worry, ma'am. We'll, we'll find him, or, or them. Golly, you and that hat rack <laughs> look like twins. Well, I don't... Let's go, Salmon. Okay, where are we headed, Rock? Krelm's Barbershop. I need another shave and some answers. So I told the fella, you want mutton chops? Go to the butcher. <laughs> Be right with you, boys. All right, how's it look? Eh, fine as usual, Frank. Uh, same time next month? Sure, sure. See you then. Hey, good to see you again this morning, Rocky. Another shave already? Uh, no thanks, Frank. Uh, well, maybe a touch-up. Sure, sure. How about you, fella? New in town? You need a trim? Oh, uh, no, I think... I, I was in here yesterday, actually, uh, Great job cutting my hair. It's just like I like it. <laughs> you don't say. Oh, sorry about that. I, I didn't recognize you. Hmm. Hey, you the dance instructor? Well, no, uh, I'm the... Uh, don't tell me. You... That nurse. Well, she... I... Uh, he's my partner, Frank. Uh, listen, um... You hear anything about a, a barbershop around town taking bets? Uh, a numbers racket. Bookie? Not around here. And I'm strictly above boards, you know that. Oh, I ain't talking about you, Frank. Uh, you think I'd accuse a fellow what's got a razor to my throat of, of running numbers? <laughs> Guess not. Tell you what, though. A couple clipper jockeys came around last week looking for part-time work. Said they were having a hard time making ends meet at their barbershop uh, across town, apparently. Ah, uh, that's so. Tough game, barbering. Uh, you hire them? Nah. These fellas look like bad news. Oh, how's that? A couple gorillas. Had more hair on their arms than their heads. 
Torpedoes? What's a button men's, my guess? Unless that bulge in the big one's pocket was just a can of hair cream. Bulge? Oh, a pistol, of course. Uh, the organized crime syndicate. Uh, button men or trigger men? Uh, about how tall were they? Who is this guy? A reporter or something? Uh, he's my partner, Frank. Uh, did you happen to get their names? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I did. Here, um, hang on, somewhere. Uh, ah, here you go. Last name's <laughs> Vermicelli. Oh, like the pasta. Yeah, that's right. What's with this guy? Uh, he's my partner, Frank. Yeah, well, those guys, they must be brothers. Vincent and Alfredo Vermicelli. I got an address, too, but no phone number. Hang on. Uh, 68 Snapper Row. 68 Snapper Well, that's way out in the packing district. Seems like an odd place for a barber shop. Everyone's got to get their hair cut, buddy. All done. Here you go, Rock. Smooth as it, well, as, as about as good as it's going to get. Just, just how you like it, though. Mm, yeah, it looks swell. Thanks a million, Frank. See you around, Rock. And uh, nice meeting you, too, uh, Mr. Snapper. Come by sometime. I'll give you a trim. Actually, it's, uh, yes, uh, nice to meet you. Ah, here's the place. The Close Shave. Well, not a very imaginative name. Well, it's not very inviting either. Those shades are drawn, and the sign says closed. But I can just make out some voices coming from inside. Well, maybe we should come back in the morning. If they've got smothers in there, we need to act fast. But shouldn't we notify the police first? Ha! <laughs> the cops don't like numbers games, Nix. They'd collar our client along with the hoods. Well, I suppose you're right. Let's listen at the window and see what we're up against. Huh, that's what they would expect. Listen, I got an idea. I'm going to knock on the door and say I need a shave. But they're closed. And then maybe ask where I can place a bet or two. Barbers love to talk. Well, sure, but uh, even if that worked, how would that help us find Mr. Smothers? While I got him occupied, I'll look around for clues and see if I can trick him into showing their cards. While you're getting... But, but, but they're closed, Rock. I'll just tell him it's an emergency. I'll flash some cash. An emergency? Oh, how can a shave be an emergency? Besides, you just had one. That was this morning. It's already growing back. Oh, but what if they recognize you, Rock? I don't think it'll work. Hmm. You know what? For once, you're making a good point. Everybody knows my mug down here. Oh, I should have worn my disguise. Uh, we'll be found out for sure if I go in. Oh, thank goodness. I have to tell you, I'm glad to hear that. It was a pretty risky plan. Unnecessarily dangerous. Nah, you'll be fine. If you get into trouble, just say the phrase, uh, take a little off the top, and I'll burst in and clobber him. Wait, what? Me? Burst in? Ho, 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 hold on a second, Rock. Right, and once you get inside, look around for signs of that fella, uh, Eugene, and get him talking. But, but I, I don't know what he looks like. Right, then mention something about wanting to place a bet. See if they take the bait. 
I'll be listening at that window. But, be, bait, but, but, bet, I, I, this is more of your specialty. Uh, we, we could go back into the office and, uh, and l- let's get your disguise. Ah, there's no time. You stand, um, stand over here. Ah, good. Remember that phrase, Nix. Take a little off the side. If you get in a jam. Wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. I thought it was take a little off the top. Will you pay attention? That's what I just said. Here, I'll knock on the door for you. I'll be over here. Wait, Rock. What was the phrase again? Let me write it down. There's no time. It's Jim a little off the back. And don't give him your real name this time. Off the back. But wait, what should I... Yeah? What is it? Take a little off the... I mean, I... <clears throat> I need a shave, sir, and a, a haircut, please. We're closed, or can't you read? Oh, but it's an emergency. Emergency? What kind of haircut is an emergency? I, I'm... It's a... But I'm getting... Getting married. And it's in an hour. I, I... I... I need a shave for the marriage. And a haircut. I heard you the first time. Now beat it. We're... Uh, we're sharpening our razors. Oh, uh, uh, I've, I've got cash. Um, how does... How does... Twenty bucks sound... Well, well, that's different. A double sawbuck special it is. Please, step right in. Dr. Miles, Nervine Liquid. Uh, Way back in the days of President Garfield, Dr. Miles Nervine was elected to take an honored place in the medicine cabinets of the nation. This time-tested remedy has kept its place in the home and in the esteem of its users. For 60 years, through boom and depression, in peace and in war, millions of sufferers from functional nervous disturbances have found in Dr. Miles' Nervine relief from nervous tension. Try Dr. Miles' Nervine next time nerves make you irritable, wakeful, Restless, excitable, fidgety, cross, jumpy, timid, overstimulated, or just downright jittery. When nervous headaches interferes with your work or spoils your good times, try Dr. Miles' Nervine. You will find Dr. Miles' Nervine in your nearest drug store. Around the bottle is a direction sheet. Read it carefully. Our guarantee of satisfaction or your money back goes with the first bottle of Dr. Miles Nervine you buy. 
A large bottle costs you only one dollar. A small bottle, 25 cents. Dr. Miles Liquid Nervine. Have a seat. Uh, don't mind the boxes. Uh, uh, just a little spring cleaning. Well, oh, okay. Uh, well, technically it's winter, but uh, if you uh -huh. want to just get... Yeah, make yourself comfortable. Alfie, we got a customer here. Let me uh, take over for you, uh, honing those razors. This guy, he needs a shave and a trim. Uh, well, you want a magazine or something? Here, let me take your hat. So. Oh, of course, here, my hat. I've already read those magazines. Uh, All of them? Well. <clears throat> Who's this guy? 20 bucks for a quick shave and a trim, that's who. Uh, hey, clean your hands. Uh, you must have nicked yourself when you was honing those razors back there. What? Oh, yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. That's my blood. I'll take over for you. Uh, this guy's in a hurry. Get married today. Make him look good, will you? And make it quick. All right, all right. Oh, looks like you just had a haircut. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, so just the usual. Oh, you could take a little off the... T I mean, that is to say, maybe... Oh, sh we could start with a shave. Yeah, sure, shave. Hmm. Shave first, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Shave first, sure. Then, thanks. Uh, can talk about the hair cutting. It's, uh, uh, what about that rain, huh? It's so, it's wet. <laughs> you seem nervous, pal. Uh, you know what I think? Oh, uh, well, yeah, well. I think you've never been married before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, I'm just nervous about the wedding, sure. I guess I've I've never been married before, right? On my own with with uh, my new wife. Is this gonna be soon to be wife? Is her name? Huh? What's her name? Oh, oh yeah, her name. Yeah. Your girl. Uh, sh sure. <laughs> yeah. I well, she always wanted to be. Yeah. So, uh, Foibles is her name. Mrs. Foibles. Mrs. What? Yeah. Are you. You putting me on or something, buddy? Oh, of course I'm not. Wait, why would I? Uh, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Our last name will be Foibles, cause I, I'm I'm Nick's Foibles. So no, not, we're not Nick's that. I mean, I'm Nickel <clears throat> Rocky. Rocky Foibles. Your parents must have had it in for you, buddy. <laughs> What's, oh, yeah. What's what's your girl's first name? Fanny? <laughs> Fanny Foible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. I guess well, I mean not. Uh, it's a good one. No, it's it's not Fanny. I that would be that'd be humorous. You're right. She's well, her name's Gladys. Or Tina. Mm-hmm. So which is it, buddy? Gladys? Or is it Tina? Yeah. Right. Both. That that's a nickname for her. We call her Gladys or Tina, because her 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 real her her real name is uh, Concertina. What was that? Nothing. It's okay. We're just uh, you know honing some razors back there. 
gets a little uh, noisy. I'm sure you understand. I better, uh, you know, I better get you shaved and up and out of here, pal. Oh, yes, sir. Getting, ma getting married, you know. You know how that is. <laughs> but, gee, I, <clears throat> I would, I'd love to get in some, just some last minute gambling before the ceremony, you know, before we, the, oh, well, um. Gambling? Really? Yes, I would, I would love to play the ponies. That's one of the things I like to, you know, I mean, strictly under the table so the wife doesn't, before I get the old ball and chain. You know how it is. Do you know? Do, do, so where, do, do you know where I can make an illegal bet? A bet, huh? Ah, you don't have to shave that closely. That's making you. Funny. Never would have placed you as a cop. No. You're too skinny. Watch it. Sure. Of course I. Cop! No, you gotta. I'm just a groom on this. Can you. Can we. Get a little off the trimming. Hold still. Nothing more dangerous than a dull razor, buddy. Wouldn't want to get you nicked. <laughs> hey, Bill! Oh, rock! You were taking too long, so I snuck in the back door. These guys sure can't take a punch. Why? Why do you have a rope? I found our client's husband tied up in the back room. Oh, thank goodness. I was, jeez, what was it? I, I couldn't remember. It was a, a little off the top or just a bit off the side. I, I almost, I really felt like I was gonna... What are you talking about? Your plan worked perfectly. Except for you taking so long. Oh, and, uh, looks like that dummy, Stinky, well... He didn't make it. Uh, in fact, I think if we take a look inside these boxes... Wood chips. As I suspected. I noticed a wood chipper behind the shop. They must have planned to mail him back in pieces until they got their ransom. They left a few parts intact. Just enough to identify him. Animals. Speaking of animals, I better tie these bums up. Chief Blonson is about to receive an early Christmas present. An anonymous tip about a numbers racket. Oh, that man, Alfredo. I think he meant to... Get a hold of yourself, Salmon. And while you're at it, call Mrs. Smothers and ask her to meet us back at the office. Hopefully, Eugene will come around by the time we get him there. They worked him over pretty good. Oh, gee, Rock, if you hadn't come in when you did, I... Sure. Next time, though, don't cut it so close. The Case of the Close Shave, Entry Number Two. Another humdrum case closed. Penny Andy thugs, a numbers racket, and the destruction of a perfectly good puppet predictable. By the time we get back to the office, Eugene Smothers is starting to return to the land of the living. You pays your money and you take your chances. Too bad his dummy had to foot the bill. Nix and I help the poor sap inside and fix him a drink. Oh, he's coming around. Uh, you're gonna be okay, sir. Help him over to the couch, will you, Butternut? Easy. Here we are, Mr. Smothers. Uh, I'm Rock Handy, PPI. Uh, 
my head. Well, I'm sorry about what happened to Stinky. This must be hard, losing your dummy. Uh, thank you, Mr. Handy. Uh, Mr. Nut, uh, thank you for rescuing me from those thugs and saving my life. Although, uh, I, 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 I think there must be a misunderstanding. I'm Stinky. Well, that's understandable, Eugene. You've been through a lot. Uh, let's see, I think I have an extra pair of no, pants. No, 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 no. It's... <laughs> It's not that. You see, Stinky wasn't the dummy's name. What are you talking about? That was Stinky all chopped up back there, wasn't it? No, no, no. You see, I'm... Stinky! Thank goodness! Oh, hello, dear. I, I was No, no! I will not listen to any more of your excuses. Where's my Eugene? Eugene? Why, he's right... He's here on the couch, ma'am. A little beat up, perhaps, but... Where? Where? All I see is my no-good husband, empty-handed as usual. But dear Not a word from you, Stinky. Yeah, after what you've done, tisk tisk. Wait a second. Your husband is Stinky? I, I mean, his name is Stinky? You and your gambling. All of our money down the drain. I'll have to do three shows a night for months to get us back on our feet. Yeah, and that's a lot of work. She's got to operate two dummies at once. Both me and Eugene. Two dummies at once? Where is my Eugene? Oh, well, I, I'm sorry to tell you, ma'am. He, uh... The dummy didn't make it. I'm afraid they had a wood chipper. No! It can't be! Oh, it's true, ma'am. There were boxes of sawdust. My poor Eugene! There, there, dear. It'll be all right. We can get you another... Ow! Don't touch me! This is all your fault! Don't bother coming home tonight! Gosh, I'm I'm confused. I, I thought your name was Eugene. Uh, Sterling Stinky Smothers. Uh, at your service, Mr. Nut. Oh, no, not Nut. My name is Salmon, actually. But Butternut is sort of a nickname. Well... Nick's, if I'm being completely honest, it's in place of Nicolio. Fascinating. Uh, my nickname is Stinky, you see. The dummy, Eugene, belongs, or belonged, that is, to my wife. You're not a quist? Your wife said you had an act together. Oh, no, no. I, I could never... I just don't have the gift, really. I... But, 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 but I am quick with a song and a dance, though. It's all part of our act. It, well, it was, anyway. Uh, you should go after your wife, sir. Oh, no, I better give her some time. This sort of thing really sets her off. You mean this has happened before? Not exactly the same situation, of course. Uh, no barbers involved, but very close. I mean, I suppose I should be calling gentlemen. Say... You got any more of that hooch? Take the bottle. You're gonna need it. Wow. What a day, Rock. Can you believe it? The dummy was the husband in the barbers. And almost... Gee, I couldn't remember that phrase. Luckily, you burst in before I could have been... There was never... I was like two ladies and one dummy and all the... I was so close on the top. It was all so... Uh... Intriguing? Yes, yes, I I suppose it was. I better jot down a few notes and then get straight home to bed. 
We earned our money on this one, pal. Oh, hello. Shoe shine, Mr. Handy. So, that was Buddy Bozeman? It sounded like him. Uh, I don't I don't understand that part. The the rest of it was good though. I like the rest of it. It's interesting cuz it it seems to me like it's more of a an existential crisis that Rock Handy is going through of mm. like he not only needs the puppet related aspect of the cases, they now need to be intriguing also, right? And then he finally did get this intriguing case and he feels like he's at a place of completion. And then mm-hmm. he's asked from an external source, does he also need a shoe shine? Wow. I hadn't thought about that. I thought they were just yeah. trying to fit the actor in maybe to make sure he got paid. Oh, well, that's possible. Clearly, the Buddy think? Bozeman character is a different actor. I'm glad you brought that up because Rock Handy sounds very effeminate again. It's it's that I was going to say that. I, the one I don't like, is this the drunkard? Uh, it may be Leroy Schoon. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay. From my research, some people have mentioned that Leroy Schoon's voice was more effeminate than the uh, other actors. I guess there are many other actors that played Rock Handy. Have you ever made explosives from waste fats? Uh, I haven't even thought about it. But that's it's an interesting idea. It'd be a, another podcast entirely about um, how do you, explosives. How do you go about doing that? They're usually in liquid form. I guess they get solid at room temperature. But then what do you do? You like this is not my area of expertise. Do you think it's animal fats are more explosive than vegetable fats? It could be. Yeah, maybe they had pigs and stuff. They could have them as pets, and then they'd slaughter them for food. All the barbering that went on during this episode is another difference in culture. Do you think? Men thought more about their hair in the 1940s than they do now? Like, they, they spent more yeah, time grooming? Question. It does seem to be an, uh, a theme in a lot of these shows. The uh, facial hair, the lack of it, or the presence of it, and how you attend yourself. And Yeah, it does yeah. seem to be a big deal. I often think of when I, I mean, I'm listening to the show, I think of them all wearing suits. Do you think mm-hmm. Nix was wearing a suit when he got his hair I, cut I always, and shaved? You know, I always picture him as having a vest, sweater vest. Yeah. And a bow tie. Sort of like a, a ventriloquist dummy. One of the things uh, was, was confusing to me is, which do, were you able to follow the whole stinky thing? Like, who was stinky? I'm glad you're bringing that up because it, my son and I recently watched the movie Brick, which is a modern day noir. It's from about 2005, I think. It's set in, in right. Orange County, California. Do you know it? No. I know the, the uh, song Brick House by Cameo. Or no, that's by the, the Commodores. I'm sorry. Right. That's, that's misinformation. Well, we can edit out the, the error. I want to make it clear. I don't want to spread misinformation in these times. Remember, we're trying not for a deciduous closing. Remember we talked about keeping everything evergreen? Bad, yeah. Keeping okay. it clean. All right. So I think the noir is supposed to put you in the shoes of the detective where people are what's that the gum shoes you have this gum shoe perspective of getting too much information some of it's a lie some of it's confusing you don't know whoever they say they are is not who they are and the detective is sort of a a superhero in a way and that they are able to chop through all the the confusion 
And so I think at first I was a little frustrated with the fact of like who's stinky, who's who's gummy. Was there a gummy, gummy. in there? I don't think so. No, I don't okay. think there was a gummy. Who who is the the uh, dummy? Eugene. Was, Eugene. There's another one okay. named Eugene. She's holding a dummy and she's looking for a dummy. Yeah. Yes. The, the femme fatale. Yeah. 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 I think it was two two ladies and a dummy. Who's the other lady? Oh. Uh, this is why Rock Handy is an everyman hero because he understands the stuff we can't. Of course, he gets to see these people and we can't. It's hard to tell sometimes uh, when, when the dummy's talking, you know. Like that's always interesting. How do you tell which one the dummy is? I always think the one with the funny voice is the dummy. But then there's right. Buddy Bozeman. Yeah, I've actually had a couple fans of the show ask if if he is a puppet. I don't think which, he is. It speaks to the confusion of radio noir in that you don't really know what's going on. Plus, I imagine there's a lot of people who, you know, like we said, do maybe a data entry job or they're a cook at a restaurant and they're not fully able to follow the the show at the level we are. We're not saying that cooks are stupid. Well, we'll have to edit that part out of the the intro then because you were pretty vitriolic towards cooks for whatever reason. That was hours ago. I'm sure people will forgive us. Would you recommend that people listen to the show like, say, two or three times or would you say more is important to for them to understand what happens in every episode one one that's what i usually do one time i've alluded to my bath time where i put the effervescent bath bombs in that's usually disturbing that's usually the what i i just don't like to hear this because it makes me think of things and it's just always disturbing i have a very healthy mediterranean skin tone i'm surprised that that the images are disturbing to you Okay. Right? Yeah, everything's good. Would you, would you describe me as pale or Mediterranean? I'd rather not. So that Nervine commercial, could oh, you see yourself thing. taking some of that? It seems like... I don't even know what that was. It's amazing that it could work on, on somebody if they're jittery or they're... T- like, it kind of knows... Wait, it, you broke up there. Can you repeat that? Oh, yeah. It said that Nervine works if you're jittery or jittery. if you're timid. Okay. Nervine. Uh, I think the Skyping thing is not helping. Yeah, or, sorry about that. I, I'm, I'm, I think there's a delay. It's like talking uh, on the space station. That could be it. So I think it's a liquid, right? The Nervine? Yeah, that's what they said. Nervine liquid. Or there was uh, Ray Grimes. I was going to say Ron Jeremy. I noticed that um, Nix is very nervous. He could, he could benefit from Nervine, potentially, the character. It said that Nervine worked if you're irritable, too, right? Mm, yeah, irritable. It did so say that. If everybody on the show was taking Nervine, it would kind of like, it would lose a lot of its dramatic tension. What was it? Do you know, is it alcohol? Could just be heroin. I don't know. I didn't, I haven't looked it up, but it is a liquid. We just have more sophisticated versions of that stuff now, right? In other words, it's serotonin reuptake inhibitors instead of codeine or whatever it was the apps. original elixirs right your apps mm-hmm. people can't focus on podcasts because they have an app in front of them speaking of podcasts what are we going to do for our next episode the world is our oyster right now we can pick whatever we want to do next uh i can go ahead and locate uh, the part five is that what it is of the left yeah part course? five is the holy grail that we're searching for but it seems to be buried alive in your detritus i know, and I know generally where Sorry, it is i could have angry. done it last night i just can't seem to find the time with, with all the podcasting we've been doing so are we going to try and coordinate that, that interview with Leroy schoon's uh, i think it's a yeah i think grandson? it's a done deal uh chad okay. schoon 
Chad Schoon is not a marquee draw name quite like his his grandfather may have been at one time. But ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check your podcast feeds for exclusive interview with Chad Schoon. Uh, this could be could be explosive. We'll hear a lot about uh, Leroy and I'm um, guessing like his home habits. Alcoholism runs in families, right? So we probably shouldn't bring up the drunkenness. I don't think it's been a long time. You know, and it's part of life. Many of our listeners are probably drunks. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not really. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that wraps it up for us for today. This has been Puppet Hunt with... Oh, you have more? I'm sorry. You broke up there. What did you say? I said, I think that wraps it up for us. Ah, okay. And this has been Puppet Hunt uh, with Matt Matt and and Lane.